Hey there, everybody. My name is Angela Humphreys with NorthCarolinaSchoolChoice.com. I just want to reach out today and just help share some information about how to start a North Carolina homeschool. So how to start an NC homeschool is pretty basic information, low regulations. No, you don't have to be a teacher to go ahead and get this started in the state of North Carolina. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and share let's see, uh, the NC Department of Administration screen with you and show you exactly where you need to go um, and get started and go directly to the source. I actually recommend that you stay away from uh, places like Facebook and chat groups and things like that and go directly to the source where the information is, where the state law is, where links to the state law will be and such. So, Go ahead and show you this website that you should be visiting. So when I do a basic internet search on um, how to start an NC homeschool or how to, how to start a homeschool, um, this website doesn't um, immediately come up. There's other uh, businesses that pay more money. There might be um, consulting companies that come up first. Um, you might see things like my website and see school choice, but no, I'm not paying to market that and put that at the top of the list. But anyway, um, it, the information is linked on my ncschoolchoice.com website. So if you forget where to go, if you forget this information right here, you can always come back to this video or you can um, go to the school, ncschoolchoice.com site. And hopefully there's other sites out there that will link you to this same uh, source information. So let's uh, let's see if I can make this full and let's take a look. So to get started, you want to start with the notice of intent, which actually they have uh, spelled or they have the tense wrong. <laughs> notice, notice of intents. It's supposed to be notices of intent. So we all want to start with filing our notices of intent. So that means you are putting the state of North Carolina on notice. You're, you're saying to yourself, gosh, I think I'm going to start a homeschool. How do I do it? The first step is to notify the state. So in this case, we're only talking about North Carolina. We're not talking about other states. Uh, so this is the website, the NCDOA, the Department of Administration. And so you'll see uh, helpful links. File a notice of intent to establish a new homeschool. Um, me, I have an existing homeschool, so I can go here and log into my homeschool account, and I'll probably see that uh, they want me to update my student's age, something very minimal like that. They want you to go in at least once a year, update the age of your student, which is kind of silly because we know our children age naturally, although their site doesn't update naturally. Um, and then, so let's Let's go ahead and click on the notice of intent. And so it tells you the restriction here. New notices of intent will be accepted Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So if you had um, pulled up this screen in the month of June, I think, June, you would have a totally different message. You would not be able to file your notice of intent and put the state on notice and notify them that you want to open a homeschool. Um, you would be rejected. They would tell you, um, come back when we reopen uh, this website, basically. So for one month out of the year, they do not accept notices of intent, which is just fine, right? So let's see if we can go back 
And let's see what's actually here. So FAQs, frequently asked questions. So just so you know, uh, basic information for a homeschool, you can choose, you have to choose actually, whether you want to be a religious uh, non-public school or a non-religious non-public school. So this is what this is what you're choosing to be. You're you're, uh, I guess, walking away from the public school system, or you could be walking away from a private school system. It doesn't matter, and you're going to have to come to this site once you've made the decision you want to homeschool, and you'll decide: Do I want to put this notify the state that I'm going to be a religious school or a non-religious school? And really, uh, it doesn't matter. They're not going to be coming to sniff around and see what kind of religious school you are. They're not going to be coming to look at what kind of instruction you're providing. There's no breathing down your neck, neck things like that. Um, although all those things are subject to change at any time, depending on um, you know who, what politicians uh, have their hand in these types of regulations over your homeschool within your state, um, and then. The sidebar, I would say there are organizations that you can join uh, for a very affordable dollar amount. I think I pay $125 a year to be part of the um, North Carolina Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And so if I ever want to call them with any questions or inquiries, um, they typically have a lawyer pick up the phone and give advice and recommendations and things like that. So I feel like that's a worthy investment, especially your first year coming out of the government run school system, just to have that extra layer of protection. And then you'll also see if you continue to stay with an organization like that and pay their dues, you'll see there are other resources built in to help you as a homeschooler. For example, if you have um, a student with a, uh, learning differences. They have uh, some options and tools in there for uh, parents like that to uh, be able to use and access. Um, so not only is it just having an attorney uh, in your corner to protect you from the uh, any kind of government overreach from the system that you have just left, typically is where we see problems. They'll also update you on legislation. So that's where I was going with the politician comment. So uh, having a nice um, lacking regulation uh, <laughs> homeschool opportunity in the state of North Carolina is a wonderful thing. However, uh, it's subject to change, which I was saying, uh, depending on, you know, whether there's an election upon you and, you know, the climate of your state legislature changes and they decide to say, no, you need to do our curriculum. The homeschool legal defense that I just mentioned will help keep you informed. So they do send email alerts. Uh, this is something I already watch anyway, so it's kind of redundant for me, but sometimes they might have a different perspective. So things like that are super helpful, I think, and it's worth worth $100. Um, so, oh, I was going to go to requirements. So you see keywords here, requirements and recommendations. So I already uh, mentioned one requirement. Um, it's not to join a resource association like I just suggested. Uh, that was only my personal recommendation that you just have someone um, with legal skills in your corner that specializes in these types of cases. Um, but as far as requirements go, let's check that out. Let me make this a little bit larger here. So here you can find requirements and recommendations. So yesterday, uh, I was actually reviewing uh, statutes and I was actually digging a little bit deeper um, 
looking at when uh, you're forced to send your minor children into the school system. So if you dig around in the North Carolina state statutes, you'll find that there's really not um, much regulation period when it comes to compulsory education. A lot of us start sending our children to kindergarten at age five. However, this you'll when, once you read the statute, you'll see that you do not have to send your child to school until age seven if you were thinking about just uh, totally pivoting from the government-run school system that you, you chose, and then you found out, uh-oh, they're going to force my little five-year-old to wear a mask eight hours a day or seven and a half hours a day, and then again on the bus to and from school, and my child just can't endure, endure that. So that's one example I have heard, and so that would be uh, one reason to not send your child, one legitimate reason to not send your child to the school system based on your zip code, um, because of restrictions like that. So anyway, here, here are requirements. There's a statute, the homeschool statute, very short. It, it defines what a homeschool actually is. So you click on that. It's uh, probably like three sentences. Um, it may seem confusing the first time you look at it. After a while, you know, all this uh, legalese does make sense to you once you start looking at NC, statu NC general statutes, basically. So here you are with requirements, parents, guardians residing in North Carolina and desiring in lieu of conventional school attendance to homeschool their school aged children must. So here are the must, the requirements, hold at least a high school diploma or its equivalent. So me as a homeschool mom, uh, my husband, either one of us had to be able to support um, this desire to homeschool by providing the state with a copy of our high school diploma. So depending on who we wanted to run the homeschool was depending on who, which diploma we sent in. So send, send to DNPE, Department of Non-Public Education, a notice of intent to operate a homeschool. This notice must include the name and address of the school along with the chief administrator. So I think in my homeschool's case, uh, I chose myself as the chief administrator. I provided my high school diploma. Um, I provided the name and address of my home and I also created a school name. And then they also give you lots of great tips on this website of uh, do's and don'ts when you're naming your homeschool, because if you stick with it till your child is in 12th grade, um, you're gonna have to put that school name on their high school diploma. And you basically don't want it named after a curriculum product. You don't want it named after, you know, Barney, the purple dinosaur school, you, uh, a lot of people like name it after their family, which is, you know, very common. Um, all, all, um, all homeschool names are published to this website. So you can probably find me if you start digging. And my daughter um, liked our name at first. And then once she left Taekwondo, she ended up not liking her, our school name, but such is life. <laughs> with a teenager. So here, here you have like, do not, here's a bunch of do nots. Instructions for selecting a homeschool name. When selecting your school name, choose a simple name appropriate for inclusion on the student's future high school diploma and transcript, which will be issued by your individual school. That's you as a homeschool parent. Department of Non-Public Education will not be able to accommodate requests to change the school name once your file is open. That is why it's very important for you to take the time and think of a nice uh, long lasting name 
that is not Barney the Purple Dinosaur, for example, school, homeschool, <laughs> homeschool association, or school institute, or um, Barney the Purple Dinosaur Academy. You know, you can you can put those um, you know other words in there too, if if you so choose. The school name must not exceed 30 characters in length. See, I don't think they were that strict when I um, created my homeschool name. So things do tend to change over time. Do not use the following words in your school name. Um, so that would be charter, college, elementary, grade, grammar, high, incorporated, or INC, period, junior, kindergarten, lower, middle, primary, public, residence, schooling, secondary, seminary, senior, V, university or upper. So I'm, I'm reading out some of these things um, so I can go ahead and share this with listeners as well as viewers who might be looking at the screen with us today. Do not use the name of your curriculum in your school name, even if you are registered within the accredited distance learning program. So let me just explain what that means because this might be a foreign language to you, but let's, let's dig in. So I ran my own homeschool with my own curricula um, materials that I got from a great resource in Raleigh, North Carolina, which was the Homeschool Gathering Place, I think is their accurate name. So they're off Glenwood, Glenwood Road in Raleigh, North Carolina. And so for years I would go there and buy new and used materials and have a great mixture of products to run my homeschool and educate my uh, elementary student and middle, stu middle, grade, middle school student. But by the time she was in high school, which she's starting high school this year, um, we, at the end of eighth grade, I actually hired Liberty uh, University Online Academy, which is, which Liberty University Online Academy advises me um, that I should keep my homeschool open and they are providing a curriculum service to me. So uh, in exchange, I pay them money to do this. So uh, not everybody can afford to choose Liberty or not everybody will opt in for Liberty because they might not agree with, um, you know, the religious beliefs. So that is a religious online school. And also you may know that they have a physical campus for college as well. So they're just uh, saying, don't name it after those institutes just because your child is going there you're not using that name, if that makes sense. So also it advises you do not use the letter A or the at the beginning of your school name. Uh, any school submitting its notice of intent without providing a school name will automatically be assigned a school name as follows, which will be last name of chief administrator and school. Um, example, Smith School. Okay, so my school, you know, I'm Angela Humphreys, so my child's school would be Humphreys School. Oh my gosh, Izzy would be mortified if that was our school name. I don't know, she might like it since I didn't pick it. <laughs> All right, so here's another requirement. You need to decide whether you want to operate under Part 1 or Part 2 of Article 39 of the North Carolina Gen General Statutes as a religious or as a non-religious school. Moving on, operate, conduct instruction in the homeschool on a regular schedule for at least nine calendar months of the year, excluding holidays and vacations. Uh, so in my homeschool, I just plan on working every single day of the year with a few vacations built in. Um, maintain the school disease immunization and annual attendance records for each student. 
So this doesn't mean you're sending in your proof of immunizations to the state. You're not sending in your attendance records to the state. However, you are required to keep those items on file for each student in your homeschool, i.e. your house, most likely your house. Um, and then also have a nationally standardized achievement test administered annually to each student. The test must involve the subject areas of English, English grammar, reading, spelling, mathematics. Records of test results must be retained at the homeschool for at least one year and be made available to the Department of Non-Public uh, Department of Non-Public Education when requested. So I think this has changed over time as well. They used to not care about uh, our tests, but now I guess they want to see a little bit more. The first standardized test must be administered within one year of the homeschool start date and then annually thereafter. And then finally, the notify Department of Non-Public Education when the school is no longer in operation. So if you decide after three years of you know, elementary school that your uh, face mask mandate has changed and you can finally send your kid back to school to not have uh, that item forced on their face all day um, and on the school bus, then you might say, okay, we're ready to go back. Um, this was a good school, but this one thing was holding me back, you know, or maybe it was the forced testing that they were doing. Maybe that held you back. Maybe um, the educational outcomes were suffering and you really just needed time to pick another school. Maybe your child was only five and you're waiting till the child was age seven. Um, and, and whatever reasons, uh, you know, parent, the parent oftentimes has more um, opportunities than they realize um, digging into these statutes and stuff. So anyway, here we get into reminders. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So here's what I was mentioning in the beginning. So no notices of intent are accepted in May and June. So that I believe is a change from when I first started homeschooling several years ago. It used to only be one month out of the year, they did not accept notices. So you could literally get ready to file your notice and you know, within a couple of days, you'd hear back from um, this Department of Administration saying, we received your letter, uh, you're now on file, you can now withdraw your child from wherever school. I think they, I think it's as short as that. It, it, uh, that might be too long, whatever they send back to you. If your homeschool will only operate during the summer months, do not send a notice of intent to Department of Non-Public Education. So anyway, here are some final things you can see on the screen. And if you can't see it, you can always come back to this later. And then finally, we have a recommendation section. Uh, and it even says at the very top, while not mandated by law, homeschoolers, homeschools are encouraged to uh, offer instruction of at least similar quality, scope, and duration as a conventional school, local conventional schools, maintain. Maintain a current daily log journal or lesson plan book. Retain records at your school that was that was the page for let's go back to the top. It was homeschool requirements and recommendations. It says top left corner of the page, NC Department of Administration. And then the website says ncadmin.nc.gov to get to that website. And again, um, there's additional, well, I was going to say, go back to ncschoolchoice.com if you forget this uh, website's name. 
And then I was also going to point you over to this column on the right where you can also explore the FAQs, the frequently asked questions. Also, homeschool statistics are really interesting. Homeschool closings uh, you might find interesting. But anyway, you might want to go and look at some homeschool names and you just have to dig around a little bit. And then see student driving info. Me as a homeschool mom, that's something I'm going to have to look into because the school system is not going to take care of it for me. They're not going to just enroll my child because my child is technically a homeschool student and I outs outsource her education to Liberty University Online Academy. And you can do the same thing as well uh, if that's uh, the direction you want to go. If you feel like you know, I, you know, oh, the teacher's union's right. I'm not a teacher. <laughs> you know, they like to point that out to me on a pretty regular basis. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, it's really up to the parent to go ahead and direct the child's education, whether you want it to be religious, non-religious, it's totally up to you. Um, whether you have a college degree, it does not matter. I do not have a college degree that is not required. I just shared with you the requirements. So, don't think you're not capable. Oftentimes we are subject experts in lots of different things. And then the things that we are not, we can outsource. So places like Liberty, um, if, if you were to choose something like that, you can purchase just one subject off of them. You can use free resources that have been online for years, such as Khan Academy, um, or you can um, reach out to people in your community uh, find tutors and meet at the library there. Uh, the possibilities are literally en endless. So um, thanks for taking the time to listen. I hope that you can um, easily share this video with someone who's seriously thinking about um, pivoting away from the school that they're currently in for whatever reason. Um, and I hope that you can support them and encourage them. And maybe uh, if they feel inferior in math or grammar, Maybe you can help them in that in that regard, or maybe if you're a firefighter or a police officer, or maybe if you are a teacher and you're looking for a few extra dollars, you could say, hey, I would love to offer my art services to your student for, you know, X amount dollar per visit or one time a month. And if you get your uh, homeschool community to come visit me, you know, I'll just give you a flat fee there. The possibilities literally are endless. We don't have to be experts in everything. Um, and so don't let the um, don't let the uh, opposition drag you down and please know that you are capable. And like I said, listeners and viewers, please share this with your friends, no matter where you are in the state of North Carolina. Um, I hope this benefits you and you and your children and your families ultimately. Thanks so much. Bye.